1: It is nice to be with you as we start another week of the Bruce Lee Show 9890 98.9 The Answer. If my voice sounds a little deeper than normal, it's because I have a touch of something. I'm not sure what, but in this era, uh, you don't dare go around anyone if you have a touch of something, even if it's not something nefarious. So I am doing the show remotely today. If it sounds a little bit different, that is the explanation why. We will still have Josh Pick, Money Monday, at 12.30 today. And there may be a technical glitch or two, but hopefully we'll still be able to Communicate with you, and you can communicate with us, as you always do, via the phones at 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989, or via email, bruce at dot answercom The only change, I think, is that I will not be on camera today, unless I am on camera, and I don't know it. So I'll be careful in case I am, but it's nice to be with you. I feel fine in a normal day. I would be at work. I wouldn't think anything about it. But, of course, nothing's been normal in our country since March of 2020 when COVID came to our shores from China, and we have since then reordered our world in ways that I never imagined, ways you never imagined. And the delineation between truth and hysteria was never more apparent than Friday. While we were doing the show Friday, attorneys opposing Joe Biden's vaccine mandate on Companies with more than 100 employees were arguing their position before the Supreme Court. There's no video in the Supreme Court. It's one of the last places where you have only a written and audio record of what went on. But what went on was as clear a demonstration of the fact that truth is optional as you will ever get. Now, if you're not alarmed by the fact that truth is optional in front of the Supreme Court, then I would say that you have a glaring lack of grasp on what is important because if the scales of justice, if the laws of this land, if the application of the Constitution is not based upon truth and factual information, well, then we are doomed. We are doomed. And I understand Supreme Court justices have – political leanings, I understand that some justices are appointed because their appointment looks good for certain political candidates. Uh, It's advantageous to support and nominate and confirm a female justice. It shows that you're not only committed to allowing the patriarchy, as they say, to hold the highest office in the land. Yeah, even higher than president, because as a Supreme Court justice, you have the appointment for life. You really have to screw up to get removed from the Supreme Court. And I don't know if this qualifies, but I think if basing your legal opinion, one that reaches and touches every American on a bald faced lie, then. I think that's pretty significant, and that is exactly what Democratic-nominated Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor did on Friday when she said (laughs) in essentially dismissing the concerns of those who were saying that the vaccine mandates are unconstitutional. She said that over 100,000 children are in serious condition due to COVID, that they are hospitalized, many of them on ventilators. Here's the quote. We have hospitals that are at almost full capacity with people severely ill on ventilators. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in serious condition, many on ventilators. Well, she couldn't be more wrong. Now, I understand she has law clerks and they do research. But I would assume there is some kind of a vetting process before you in open court after scolding Neil Gorsuch for not wearing a mask, that you state something that is patently, blatantly, and indisputably false. There are not 100,000 children hospitalized with COVID on ventilators, many of them seriously ill. The Washington Post, not exactly the Daily Wire, not not exactly the Wall Street Journal, not exactly Newsmax, The Washington Post puts the number of children hospitalized at 4,000. 4,000. She missed by a factor of 25. I mean, that's incredulous. Children account for, from the latest numbers, from the CDC, from Rachel Walensky and the CDC. And she doesn't give any numbers. Brett Baird questioned her over the weekend. When are we going to find out? How many people died? With COVID, how many people died from COVID? Uh, Well, we're working on that. You know, we're really working on that. The latest numbers are not in yet. Likely they're not in because they would not tell the narrative that Rachel Walensky once told. So when Rachel Walensky says that 7.3% of hospitalizations are children, she's probably inflating that number or looking at it through a prism that makes it look as dire and dangerous as is humanly possible. And this is outrageous for Sonia Sotomayor to say that. She is, in the words of Google, Twitter, YouTube, and all of our other big tech overlords, spreading misinformation. How do you ban a Supreme Court justice? We're the show on The Answer. We'll talk with Josh Pick for Money Monday at 1230 today. I'm doing the show remotely. Got a little bit of a scratchy throat. Don't want to infect anyone, make anyone nervous. So that's why this show may sound a little bit different today than it typically does. I understand we cut out the last segment. I apologize for that. But this is the world we live in now where you make allowances, uh, even though you're not really sure that the allowances matter. They've never mattered before. Uh, if I were to head down to, you know, let's say, Ohio State University today, and I'd put on a cloth mask, nobody would have an issue. Cloth masks, even the people at CNN, Leona Wen, their medical experts say don't help. Scott Gottlieb says they don't help. Cloth masks don't help. There are a lot of companies that have edicts. Got to wear a mask. Got to wear a mask. They don't say it has to be an N95 mask. They don't inspect the masks to find out if there's any way for the air to get in. It's just have you checked the box. And if you've checked the box, then, well, you're a good citizen. You care about your fellow American, even though with what you're actually doing makes no appreciable difference at all. But that's where we are. Uh, I don't mind doing the show from home. I mind that it cuts out and you don't get the full show experience with me on video and whatever I said in the last minute of the last segment that you didn't get. But I was talking about the fact that we have a Supreme Court justice who, You know, Supreme Court job, pretty clear. You have the Constitution as your guide. People make arguments. You are to decide whether their arguments fit into the framework of the Constitution as constitutional or unconstitutional. And you go from there. And the question, there are many before the Supreme Court right now, the two most hotly contested ones, Mississippi abortion law, ban on abortion after 15 weeks, and Biden's vaccine mandate through OSHA, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, unelected bureaucrats, look, If the House of Representatives and the Senate would want to enact a law that you have to be vaccinated to work in America, I wouldn't like it, but we would have to abide by it because it's the law of the land and it's been enacted by people who were elected by the people. They are acting on the will of the people. Supreme Court, eh, they're not elected. They're appointed. Sometimes very political agenda-driven, I think that's why Sonia Sotomayor is a Supreme Court justice. And for her not to have truthful information is an issue. For her to advance untruthful information is a much bigger deal, a much, much, much bigger deal. Saying that there are 100,000 children in the hospital with COVID, many of them on ventilators seriously ill, she missed by only 96,000. And all 4,000 who are in may not be seriously ill. But truth is optional. Truth is inconvenient to the left. Joe Biden's going to be in Atlanta tomorrow. He's going to be talking about voting rights. This is where they're going. They now realize that Build Back Better is dead. Joe Manchin will not go along with Build Back Better. He will not greenlight spending $2, 3 $4, 5000000000000 trillion dollars more on social programs that will plunge us into worse inflationary circumstances in our country so they have to pivot and they have to find something to what serve the country no what do they have to do they have to find something to keep themselves in power because they are headed for a bloodbath in the midterm elections so why not double down on what got you in office in the first place election changes right covid not only was it a super convenient weapon to get Donald Trump out of office to impugn his abilities by saying that 224,000 people who had died from COVID, every single one of their deaths was on the back of Donald Trump and his ineptitude. I worked for us once. Let's do it again. So they got in, ballot harvesting, Democratic operatives going through neighborhoods, Picking up ballots, marked or unmarked, we don't know. And I'm not saying that we do know. I'm saying we don't know, and that's a problem. The veracity of the secret ballot has been what has differentiated America from other countries around the world, other banana republics around the world, other phony baloney nations around the world. Where oh, oh, oh look at this. Oh, this uh, leader of XYZ country got 97% of the vote. Sure he did you didn't vote for him off with your head even if there was if there was an actual vote taken so democrats now are going to pivot to voting rights voting rights voting rights voting rights voting rights means federal control of elections voting rights means unbridled mail-in they want to increase the chance of cheating, fudging the numbers, padding the numbers, increase the chance. I'm not saying that that's their stated goal, because it's, of course, not their stated goal, but that is the outgrowth of these policies if they are enacted, that states will not have the authority to manage their own elections. And you say, well, you know, Bruce, the South is so racist. And if you let the Georgia manage its own election procedures, if you let Alabama, Mississippi, why? That's just going to be a complete train wreck. And that is the point being made by the House Majority Whip, James Clyburn. Uh, James Clyburn is a black man. James Clyburn is the guy who, probably more than anyone else, is responsible for Joe Biden being in the White House. James Clyburn went into South Carolina, his home state. He, at a tipping point in the Democratic primary, said, Look, you people, you can't vote for Bernie Sanders. This is going the wrong way. You got to vote for Joe Biden. And he resuscitated single handedly a recommendation from James Clyburn to vote for Joe Biden launched Biden into the Democratic nomination. Well, now James Clyburn is out there and he's pounding the table and they've named this Voting Rights Act after John Lewis, the former civil rights uh, hero, died recently, guy who wouldn't go to Donald Trump's inauguration. Just completing the record for you on John Lewis. So James Clyburn says this to Politico about the importance, the absolute necessity of voting rights. I am, as you know, a black person, descended of people who were given the vote by the 15th Amendment to the United States Constitution. The 15th Amendment was not a bipartisan vote. It was a single party vote that gave black people the right to vote. And then James Clyburn said this. Joe Manchin and others need to stop saying that because, in other words, that you know, the filibuster is a bad idea and you can't have one pretty rule Because it says, James Clyburn says it gives me great pain for somebody to imply that the 15th Amendment of the United States Constitution is not legitimate because it did not have bipartisan buy in. Well, James Clyburn is 100% right, ladies and gentlemen. The 15th Amendment to the Constitution enacted in 1870 which gave Blacks and former indentured servants the right to vote, they are not telling you is that that party was the Republican Party. Yes. The House vote was 144 to 44. Not a single Democrat supported the 15th Amendment in the House of Representatives. Three GOP representatives voted against it. Three. 144 voted for it. Three voted against it. And the reason they voted against it was because they thought it wasn't stringent enough in eliminating workarounds. What about the Senate voters? 39 to 13 with 14 abstentions. 39 votes, all Republican. Eight Democrats voted against it and one abstained. So, James Clyburn is being purposely dishonest. And Politico, which is a left-wing organization, one of those fact-checkers, right? Isn't it amazing how the Republicans never tell the truth and the Democrats never tell a lie? seems to be the way the fact-checkers work. Politico knows this, and James Clyburn knows this. People don't have to lie straight to your face. They can lie by omission. And that is what Clyburn is doing. And that is what Biden is going to do tomorrow. He's going to talk about how awful, terrible, evil George's election laws enacted after questionable practices in the last presidential election. He's going to tell you how awful they were. It's going to be an existential threat. And we need just this one workaround on the filibuster. Just this one time. Promise. No, we're, we would never use it to get climate change in. Climate change legislation. We would never use it to pack the court. Oh, no. No, believe us. Honestly, believe us. Believe us. The party that nominated the Supreme Court justice who overstated 25 times the amount of kids in the hospital with COVID. Believe us. You can trust us. So this will be yet another speech from Joe Biden where there's an opportunity to come clean to say the same stuff that he said before about the risk of getting rid of the filibuster. He said it down throughout his extensive Senate career. Chuck Schumer said it down throughout his extensive Senate career. The Senate Democrats, the last time they were in the minority in the Senate during the Trump administration's first two years, they used the filibuster more than 200 times. They don't give you those numbers because those numbers make them look less than honest. And we've got a long list of things that make them look less than honest. So now you know the facts that the one party that supported the right to vote was the Republican Party.